0: Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come.
1: Happy Easter to each of you. So glad you're here at Freedom Church. Thank you for coming out. What I want you to do is to just look at the person next to you and say, you're looking good today. Now, the person you decided not to pick on the other side, say, you're looking good, too. All right. Hey, I also want you to do this. There are people that tune in with Freedom Church from all over the world online. Will you guys give a big scream like the Titans scored a touchdown? Let them know you love them. All right, all right, all right. Now, if you would, there's a lot of people in here. If you're sitting on an end or something and you see somebody come in, just slip in and let them come in and have a seat. We'd appreciate it very, very much. We're so glad that you are here at Freedom Church today. So with that being said, we're celebrating Jesus' resurrection. He is risen. Will you say that with me? He is risen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise today. So with that being said, the thing about it is people don't realize is that people were witnesses, eyewitnesses to the greatest miracle in history. There wasn't just a couple of people that actually saw Jesus alive after he had been crucified on that Roman cross there was over 500 people that saw him. He stayed here 40 more days before he ascended back to heaven. And here's what I want you to know. Those witnesses have never forgot seeing Jesus alive after they saw him and knew that he was crucified. And so that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the very same power that can raise your life to be able to have new life, have a great life now and a great life for eternity. We need to give Jesus praise again that he does that for you and I. Here's what we know. The last couple of years, would you guys agree with me the last couple of years have been tough? Would you raise your hand and say they've been tough? They really have. And um, you think about the pandemic, for those of you who are business owners, or you lead a company, you watched it. Maybe some of you watched your business go under and you gave everything you had to it. Or maybe you were leading a company and the company went down and you lost your job. They served you a pink slip. Or maybe you just lost your job that you had because the company couldn't stay open. The business couldn't stay open. Maybe you had a situation where you lost your marriage because it just got so hard and you never saw divorce coming, but it happened. Or maybe you struggled with an addiction because it was so much stress going on. Or maybe, God forbid, many of you are probably like me. How many of you know someone that lost their life to COVID? Raise your hand. Yes, these effects are so hard and and I I, I just a question come to my mind and I thought man do you ever wonder why these things happen the way they do? Well here's what I want to share with you a lot of times there's questions we won't ask in church because it makes people think well I just don't believe this whole God thing anyway and maybe if you're here today and you're checking it out we're just here singing karaoke on the screen anyway so if you just give an opportunity but That sometimes we ask questions and we wonder, why do things happen the way they do? Well, I don't want you to just to come and pack the house out on Easter. I want you to pack it out over the next few weeks. And you say, what do you mean? We're going to answer questions over the next few weeks that a lot of people are probably asking. A lot of times they just don't ask it in church. Next week, I'm going to talk about why did God let it happen? How many of you have ever asked that? Just why did God let it happen? I know I have. After that, the next week, I'm going to be talking about, why didn't God answer my prayer? You know, you thought it was God's will, and you were praying it, and it didn't happen, and why didn't God answer my prayer? The next week after that, (laughs) it's going to be a real short question. Why me? That's one you don't want to miss Mother's Day weekend. Why me? How many of you have ever said, why me? I know I have. After that, why should I trust God? Why should I trust God? You know, a lot of times we can find reasons in what happens to us and our stress, struggles, and strains is the reason we don't trust God. But today, I wanna to kick off this series of talks, ever wonder why With asking this question, does God really love me? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes we question that. And when I think about everything that Jesus Christ went through, and this intense pain and this intense agony that he went through to die on the cross, it brings us back to the most famous verse that's ever been in all of scripture most people know it they put it on billboards people memorize it they show it on signs at ball games and things like that which is John three sixteen. so I want to ask you to do me a favor in honor of God's word I want to ask you if you would to stand to your feet and I would like for all of us together to recite John three sixteen together from our hearts here we go for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Heavenly Father, we approach your throne of grace on this beautiful resurrection day. And we thank you for this wonderful opportunity, God, to be able to worship you in your house. We praise and honor you, Heavenly Father, that you would give your own one and only son for each of us. That we can have life now and life eternal through your shed blood that you shed to forgive us of our sins. Right now, Heavenly Father, I pray for every soul that's in this beautiful auditorium and every soul that might be watching us uh, via the internet across this world. And I pray God, Lord, that they will realize how much your love is so real and how much you love all of us dearly. And I pray God for every soul that may not know you in their heart, that they realize today is their day because today is a day of salvation and in the precious name of jesus we pray and everybody says amen. amen you may be seated so god loves the world it says here in this verse but some of you may relate to this how could god really love me after what i've done or what i've said or what I've thought you know Answer, to, answer that question and say, does God really love me? Well, I will tell you, you are the one that Jesus loves, and we're going to break that down today. And, it, and if you aren't sure of God's love for you and your heart and life, maybe you're thinking of the wrong kind of love. Now, there's several kinds of loves, that, and we could break each of those down, but there's a couple of loves, two particular kinds of love that I want to talk about today, and it will help you in your mindset. There's a love that loves because something is valuable. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, the most common type of love, you know this love well. It's like, man, I really love my new ride. How many of you here have got a new car and you love it? Raise your hand. Some of them are thinking, can I do that in church? Can I say I love my car? Yeah. Or maybe some of you here, guys, you love your new golf clubs because you think you're Tiger Woods, but you're really not, but you're trying to act like it with those new clubs ladies you come in here and man you went out got that outfit and one of your friends come up say girl you looking so good you know those kind of things things that you buy a love because that love gives value to something else do you follow what i'm saying say yes so with that being said uh, you maybe when it comes to yourself though you've never felt valuable or maybe you've never felt like really in your heart that you really never measured up. Maybe you felt like you never even really measured up to God and and far as God giving you any worth, you never felt like you had any worth. But there's another kind of love. It's a love that gives value to something. That's a love that loves and gives value to something. You say, what do you mean by that? It's a love that loves because something is valuable, but it gives value to that. You understand what I'm saying? It's not really that much. You understand what I'm saying? It gives value to something. Now, I want you to think about your favorite childhood toy. All right. How many of you had your favorite stuffed animal? Raise your hand. Yes, yes, yes. How many had your favorite blanket or something? Or you had your favorite doll? You follow what I'm saying? Now, what I want you to do when you're thinking about that, I want you to think about what you named it, okay? You say, what do you mean? Everybody raise your hand if you understand what the name is. Everybody got the name? Now, what I want you to do on the count of three, I want you to shout the name out to me of what that favorite doll or stuffed animal or whatever it was. One, two, three, shout it out. Whoa, you sound like you're speaking in tongues. Is there an interpreter in the house? (laughs) But anyway, you think about that. That was special to you, and you remember it. Now, when you think about those things that you had and what it was, no matter what it was in there, it's not perfect, probably, when you remember back to it. It was probably something that was torn, or maybe it was flawed, or maybe it was something that had a hole in it. Or maybe it was even broken. You know, even, even maybe, how many of you it smelled really? It, it, was, it, it, had a, it had a stench to it. You know what I'm saying? You know, an abomination to the Lord. It means a stench in God's nostrils. It wasn't just a stench in his a stench in yours. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you still get this. You still loved your toy. You still loved it. Now mine was monkey moo. Monkey, I loved Monkey because he just meant a lot to me. And, and it's amazing when I think about it, it was nothing valuable. It wasn't worth any money whatsoever. It wasn't expensive. It was definitely not a collector's item whatsoever. And it didn't do any tricks at all. I remember when my youngest daughter, Chloe, was dating Jared, which they're married now, and they've got kids and all that kind of stuff. And But I remember one time that she bought Jared a uh, I bought him a bear, and you pull a string, and he says, I love you, Jared. I love you, Jared. I thought, I didn't have anything like that. Nothing. You know, I just had monkey. That's all I had. Now, when I think about monkey, he, if, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't bring a quarter in a yard sale. I'm just telling you right now. And I love monkey moo, but here's what's crazy. I still have monkey moo. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all want to meet Monkey Moo? Y'all want to meet Monkey, Moo? Let me see if I can find him over here. All right, here's Monkey Moo. I still got him. Say hi to Monkey Moo. This is Monkey Moo. How many of you ever had a Monkey Moo like mine? Anybody ever have one? Well, let me tell you something. He looks good from a distance, but he don't smell good up close. Now, he looks good from a distance, but here's the thing about Monkey Moo. If they zoom in on him right here, you can see where I cut my teeth on his upper lip and these little holes in it right here, see? And then you see, if you look close, Monkey Moo's paint, which was probably lead paint when I was a kid, <laughs> and the paint's gone, and I probably digest it, and I hope I don't die of cancer, right? You look here at his foot. His foot right here, you can't see it, but his left foot, I tore it completely off. I'm sorry, Monkey Moo. You can look if you look close. You see all the glue all the way around Monkey Moo's foot to hold him on there. Sorry, dude. But anyway, I love Monkey Moo. Now he might not be worth anything to you, but he's worth a fortune to me. And I want you to understand he's valuable to me not because of how he looks. It's it's not because of that. It's not because of what someone else thinks about Monkey Moo. It's what I think about him. I love Monkey Moo because he's my little Monkey Moo. Okay, everybody get that? Say yes. You might think he's worthless. You might think you're crazy to like something that looks like that. You might think he's ragged. You might think he's ugly. You might think he is smelly, okay? I get that. But this is how God loves us. You see, we're all ragged. We're all like ragdolls. We're all broken. We're all flawed. We're all wounded. And there's nothing, I want you to understand, hidden from God. He knows all about your flaws. He knows all about my flaws. He knows about the scars on the inside. He knows about the secrets that you even hide in your life. You're a ragged doll, but here's what I'll tell you. You're God's ragged doll you're God's ragged doll. Now, I'm going to put Monkey Moo here in a chair and he's going to be in the amen corner for this service here, okay? So, say hi. <laughs> anyway, he's going to sit there for a while and we're going to move on. But anyway, how do we really know, get this, we know we read John three sixteen for God to love the world, but how do we really know how much God loves us? Paul was a major writer of the New Testament and he wrote, to the church at Rome and he said this in chapter 5 and verse 8 in the New Testament Bible. He says, but God showed his great love for us, say for us, for us. by sending Christ to die, say for us, for us, while we were still ragged sinners, flawed sinners, broken sinners, still wounded sinners." See, God loves you with an unconditional, immeasurable love. That's how much that he loves me. That's how much he loves you. But here's what I know about people. God loves us with an unconditional love. Everybody track and say yes. yes. But you know what we do? We love on condition. We love on a condition that if I treat you right, you'll treat me right. If I love you, then you'll love me. If I do you right, then you'll do me right. But if you do me wrong, I'm going to do what? I'm going to do you. That's the human culture, isn't it? It's a human mindset. So what I love about a God who loves, he doesn't love me on condition. He doesn't love me on condition that I have it all right. I've crossed all the spiritual T's and I've dotted all the righteous eyes. He loves me even though I'm flawed, even though I'm broken, even though I'm wounded. That's how he loves all of us in our lives. God loves you with an unconditional love. It's the kind of love that that doesn't look for what's the worth in something. It's the kind of love that gives worth and value to something. God doesn't love you because you're worthy. God, his love makes you and I worthy. And that's God. That's how good God is. That's how powerful God is. That's really who God is. 1 John chapter 4 in the New Testament, beginning with the last part of the verse, sums it up. It says, God is love. Say that with me. God is love. Say it again. God is love. That's, that's, that's who his God is. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Say that with me. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away Our sins. This is a powerful verse and it's way more powerful than you can ever imagine. And you think about who wrote it. Now, how many of you here think about who wrote 1 John? Now, it wasn't John the Baptist. It was John the disciple that wrote the Gospel of John and he also wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and John the Revelator. Now, James and John were brothers. They were coarse fishermen. They were rough dudes. They were not discipleship material. They were not the church type, okay? They were rough and loud and they had a reputation. Understanding, they're not known as these couple of gentle lambs. They're not known as a couple of sweet choir boys. You know what they're known as? Sons of Thunder. That's what they were known as. You say, what do you mean? They were rough, tough dudes. And I'm not sure why in my studies. And we see this, it doesn't really tell us in the scripture. I can only imagine what it took for them to earn that title. But we do know when we look in the gospel of Luke in the New Testament Bible, in chapter 9, we can get a little glimpse of what took place here because there was one vivid incident that we see that that James and John possessed these truly thunder-like qualities. The situation was Jesus said he had to go to Jerusalem. So on their way to Jerusalem, they go through this Samaritan village. Well, I don't know what you know about Jews and Samaritans, but they don't jive together. They don't like each other. It's like the Crips and the Bloods. That's the way they were, okay? So they get there and what happens is Luke tells us that the people didn't want to welcome Jesus. So the sons of thunder, they didn't go say, well, that's okay, Jesus. I know they don't really like us, but we are gonna love them anyway. It's okay, Jesus. We're going to break bread with them anyway. It's okay, Jesus. We're going to pray for them anyway. It's okay, Jesus. Let's bless them anyway. That wasn't James and John's response. Matter of fact, it says right here in the 54th verse of Luke 9, it says, when James and John saw this, saw that they didn't welcome Big J, (laughs) it says they said to Jesus, Lord, shall we call down fire from heaven and burn them up? now don't act like y'all a bunch of choir boys and girls either because <laughs> there's been somebody in your life that you wanted to call down fire from heaven and burn them up because they treated you wrong can i get a witness say yes, yes. thank you because if you didn't say yes we're gonna call you up here and anoint you all and pray over you so we can help you in that situation but we've all had a situation where we didn't like somebody or something happened and we kind of wanted something bad to happen to them because maybe something bad happened to us first so here they are they wanted to call fire down from heaven and be able to burn all the samaritans up that was the sons of thunder but think about it john's whole life didn't just start with just a fight he was a guy that would finish the fight he's kind of like this there's a lot of dads in here how many dads in here do we have raise your hand raise your hand here's the dads we are how many of your kids is is in sports raise your hands dad all over the auditorium out of all the dads in here you were probably the dad That when you went to a ball game, the call didn't go right, and you got kicked out of the park. Now, don't raise your hand, because everybody's going to look at you and bring shame and reproach on you with eyeballs. But it's the truth. That's the kind of guy that John was. That's the kind of guy that he was. The one who always seemed to find trouble. But then, John started hanging out with Jesus. A whole lot more, hanging out with Jesus. Every moment of every day, he started spending time with Jesus. Let me tell you something. You start spending time with Jesus, Jesus rubs off on you. You see what I'm saying? And Jesus loved John. We don't know exactly when. I'd say it probably took some time. But John's identity started to change. And why is that? Because John started calling himself by a different name. You say, what do you mean? In the gospel of John, we read three different times that he said he referred to himself as the one who was loved by Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying there? The one that Jesus loved. No longer did he call himself the sons of thunder, but as a troublemaker, no longer did he call himself a hothead. No longer was he looked at as a screw-up. John was looked at as the one that Jesus loved. Now, I'm here to tell you today that no matter the things you've done, No matter of the pains of the past, no matter of the regrets that haunt you, no matter of the shame that you endure every day because something happened to you when you were little and only you and that other person and God knows about it and you still carry it to this day. No matter what your parents have said about you, your parents maybe in their ignorance compared you to your sibling and says, why can't you be like your brother? Or, Why can't you be like your sister? No matter if someone in your friend circle, how they made you feel or no matter what you did, no matter what you said, no matter what you thought, maybe even how you fell short, understand that you too are the one that Jesus loves. He loves you, He loves you, He loves you. So, in this moment, I would like for you to think about how much God really loves us. God really loves you and me. I want to ask you to close your eyes just for a moment. And I just want you to say that. But I, I not only want you to say that, but I want you to feel it. And just say, God really loves me. Say that to yourself. God really loves me. Because Jesus proved his love for you and me you are the one just like John you're just like you're the one that Jesus loves you are the one that Jesus loves now just say I am the one that Jesus loves in your heart it's not a statement of pride it's a statement of truth God didn't just shout his love from heaven he proved his love on earth through Jesus he showed his love on earth through Jesus. See, the Virgin Mary gave birth to a son, and they called him Jesus because he would save his people. From their sins Jesus came to to die for me and you he came down the stairway of heaven he was tempted in all the ways we were tempted yet he never sinned and he went to the cross to be able to take care of my ragged self and your ragged self to take care of my brokenness to be able to take care of my shame to be able to take care of my regret and that's what he does for all of us and you know when you think about your sins it means you're missing the mark but you feel unworthy of God's love I've sinned you've sinned we've all messed up and that's the reason we don't feel worthy of God's love but I want to tell you about a God who loves you with a different kind of love not a love that because you're valuable but it's a love that loves to give value to something and that love is you so on this Sunday as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, I not only want you to hear it, I want you to feel it, but most of all, I want you to believe that because Jesus still loves you. No matter what you've done, what you've been through, what you've said, where you've been, the people you've hurt, the flaws you've got, the ragged self you think that you are, God really does love you. And on this Easter Sunday, I want you to be convinced of that. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman Church, which is so applicable for you and I today. He said, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, nothing, nothing. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. There's no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of god that is revealed in christ jesus our lord that's why we celebrate easter god really loves us we give him praise today we give him honor we give him glory because he's the king of kings He's the Lord of lords. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He is God and God is love. God sent his son Jesus to save us all from our sins because he loves us so much. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name this day. And I pray, God, that our hearts will be open to your love. As we continue praying, no matter whether you're watching somewhere abroad or you're here in this beautiful auditorium, I want you to know, every one of you, under the sound of my voice, you're not hearing this message by chance. God wants you to know him intimately through his son, Jesus Christ. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you don't consider yourself a Christian, and you do not know the love of God, and you want to know Jesus and his love in your heart for the first time, here's what I want you to do. Don't worry about who is around you. Don't matter if you came kicking and screaming and somebody begged you to come. It's you and God right now. And if you're ashamed of Him, He will be ashamed of you in heaven. He said that. So right now, if you want to know the love of God and He's touched your heart, just shoot your hand up real quick and hold it up just a minute. Just shoot your hand up. Go ahead. Shoot your hand up. God bless you. I see the hand. Anyone else? Just shoot your hand up all over the auditorium. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just lift your hand real high and say, I want to know the love of God for the first time. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Anyone else? Just shoot your hand up real quick. Say, I want to know the love of God for the first time. God bless you. Anyone else? Just shoot your hand up and say, I want to know the love of God for the first time. I want to know Him in my heart. Well, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing again. And as we do, we're going to sing about how much God really loves. It's going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to come right down here off this platform around these crosses. And I want you to come right down here. All you got to do everybody here, just let somebody say, let me slip out. If you're scared to come by yourself, say, will you go with me? But right now, I remember when I was 12 years old, and I'll tell you this. I remember in the back of uh, of my home church and i remember the pastor calling for me to come forward and i thought i can't do that in front of all these people then he said about being ashamed of him that jesus would be ashamed of me in heaven and i don't want to be him to be ashamed of me so i started wiggling my feet loose and then i stepped out and i came and prayed and it changed my life forever so as we sing we want to ask you to step out and come and we're going to pray together we're not going to do anything weird just going to pray together. Come right on as we sing.
0: Hallelujah. We're not alone. Because God really loves
1: us. God really loves
0: us.
1: You guys come right on. People are coming. Just come right on.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Come right on. Don't wait. Just say, let me, let me out. Let me out. I need to get out. Just come right on. Come to one of the crosses, either side.
0: Come right
1: on. So I'm gonna give you time. We got plenty of time. out of your chest right now come right on just say excuse me i need to go up i need the king of kings and the lord of lords all right God really us.
0: God really
1: us. all right these are going to pray up front no one prays alone those of you that's in the audience maybe for whatever reason you just thought man i don't to disturb these people getting out but you know what's so cool about God it's not really the position of the body it's a beautiful place to come but it's the position of your heart so those of you that lifted your hand those of you that are up front here the greatest thing about God is is that he redeems us and he did that through Jesus so right now those of you that are going to pray to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time I'm going to help you pray but it's your prayer that brings you salvation in your soul and redemption that is It's like you're born again you're born of water but then you're to be born spiritually so I want to ask everyone here that knows that you need Jesus for the first time to seek God and pray with him I'll help you with a prayer but it's your prayer maybe for whatever reason you were once serving God and you feel like you're coming back home I want you to pray as well but as we all pray together we want to see hearts that are in tune with God and have peace in their soul so just pray to him and ask him, say, Lord Jesus, I want to just invite you into my life, into my soul. I want to ask you to be the Lord of my life. Lord, I believe you came and lived and died for me and rose again. That's why we celebrate Easter. I asked you to forgive me of all my sins and wrongdoing. I want to live my life for you from this day forward. I ask you to save my soul. My life is yours. (laughs) If you prayed this and you meant this from the depths of your soul, then just thank Jesus right where you're at, and he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit in your life that you will not go home alone. You will go home with God leading your life today, that you will be a changed person, your name written in his book in heaven, and you will be Free, And when the son makes you free, you're free indeed. Let's give God praise in the house today for what he's done in the hearts of these. Yes. Give it up, church. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask everybody here to do me a favor. Everybody here, no doubt, has got a phone in your pocket. Got a smartphone. I want everybody to get your phone out right now. We're going to do something a little different. Get your phone out. Go ahead. I'll give you a couple seconds here to dig it out dig out your phone dig it out everybody keeps one if you don't you feel like your arms broke everybody's got a phone okay everybody get your phone out now everybody go to your photo thing like you're going to take a photo you know don't take a picture of me and put it on facebook they might they might defriend you but anyway what i want you to do everybody including you guys up front here those of you that gave your hearts to christ right here Everybody, I want you to hit this scan now, right now. Everybody with your phone. Every person, every phone, hit scan now because it it affects everybody. If you gave your life to Christ for the first time, just fill it out when you see it, I gave my life to Christ. The rest of you, you just simply say, I'm going to pray for these that gave their life to Christ today. Wouldn't that be cool? You pray for somebody that just received Jesus as Lord. Would you do that for them? Let's give God praise. Do that. I'm just going to fill this out and say, I'm going to pray for them. I'm gonna pray for them that's what we do we pray for the people that we that just gave their life to christ those of you that gave their life to christ for the first time we're going to follow up with you because it's the greatest decision you've ever made and your decision determines your destiny so god bless you let's lift the roof off the place for the things that god has done for these people here on our right and left this is amazing this is amazing this is amazing what god has done today all right all right all right so with that being said uh, i'm just so thankful that you're here today we're going to go into a time of giving and i want to say thank you for those of you that that give here and uh we're just so thankful that there's multiple ways that you can give electronically or tangibly as you leave with the ushers at the door but hang around i've just got a couple things logistically to tell you that's very important uh but right now we want to just tell you also if you are here for your very first time we call you vips because you are very important people and we love you and God most of all does. So if you would, those of you that are VIPs, take a card, those of you in the front seats, if you're in the front seat, a card behind you, take a connection card, fill it out as much as you feel comfortable. And if you would, take it out to the, to the info desk and they're gonna give you a gift to say thank you today to commemorate you being here on Easter and we hope will follow up with you. And let me say to you, if you're here uh, at Freedom Church, I want you to know that that we would ask you to have a three-peat here. Okay, we'll have a three-peat. Give us three tries. If it's not the church for you, we'll help you find one, okay? But also, what's very important as well, uh, we want you to know that we, want, we have a great family and faith month planned. So that's where I'm going with this. I'm gonna pray over the offering, and then I'm gonna tell you a couple things that you're gonna enjoy. And then as far as logistics of the Easter egg hunt deal, I'll tell you about that as well, all right? Would you bow your heads and pray with me, then I'll tell you a couple things, and then I'll cut you loose. Father, we love you. What a beautiful Easter Sunday. What a beautiful, beautiful faces that I see here, God, coming to worship you, God, coming to celebrate you vacating the tomb and giving us life and life eternal. Thank you for the opportunity to give back to you. What we have and possess when it comes to our resources is yours. Just ask us to bring that back to you that we can collectively bring it together, be good stewards, and reach people to know you locally, globally, and everywhere in between. That's our heart. But most of all, it's about giving back to you in obedience. Because you bless us, may we be a blessing for you. We love you, we praise you, and thank you for this beautiful resurrection day. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody says, amen.